With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome in, everybody, to the Early Live. Live right here on SportsGrid on this Friday morning. I am Kevin Walsh, joined, of course, by Donnie Wrightside, DRS. What's the word? Football Friday. We don't have too many more of those for the remaining parts of the NFL season, but a wild weekend ahead here, Kevin. In week 18, who's in, who's out, COVID list, incentives. We got a lot of information to go over. I'm ready to go here on a football Friday right here on the grid. The incredible thing, though, despite Donnie being absolutely correct, this is a football Friday. The week 18 NFL slate, a big part of the weekend. That's not where we begin, because perhaps the biggest thing happening this weekend is less than 26 hours away and might not just be Week 18 NFL. But, Donnie, it is the announcement that finally mobile sports betting is live in New York. We knew this was on the horizon. I don't think we knew how soon we were to getting this announcement. A number of sports operating books, four in total, will be live at 9 a.m. East Coast on Saturday, including, of course, the FanDuel Sportsbook. Tremendously exciting stuff. Fantastic stuff. No longer, Kevin, do you have to have any gas station bets. No longer do you have to drive across the bridge or get into the boundaries of New Jersey. Take the ferry over. Swim across the Hudson, Kevin. You can do it in the friendly confines of your own living room in the state of New York. Welcome to the party, as we like to say. And what a party it's going to be just in time for the NFL playoffs, which are going to kick off the following week. But week 18 should be a lot of fun. Get that test ride out there, right, Kev? Deposit the money. Test drive it. Get used to it because when the time comes that it's ready to lay the wood down with that cash, you'll be ready to go. Big time stuff from the FanDuel Sportsbook. Excited for it. Welcome to the show, New York. Okay, and it's so exciting. It's you've been waiting for this for for quite some time, and I think it it is quite nice, right, Donnie? In a way that it goes live Saturday. It's like all right, tomorrow we get the NFL. You got Saturday games on mm. right from the NFL. Mm. We'll preview those today here throughout our show. Mahomes will be in action. Philadelphia Eagles will be in action, and I think for New York sports betters, you know, you know similar to your Jersey betters, Illinois, where, wherever it might be. Is even if it's just the opportunity to be involved with your own team. Yesterday, the New York Knicks down 20 plus to the Boston Celtics. I trust my Knicks. Evan Fournier's got it rolling. Well, you can jump in live and be a part of the party, right? Whether that's the Rangers, St. John's, the Brooklyn Nets, right? The NBA title favorites. 
here in New York. It's it, And that is just the simplest way to get involved. But if you're here with us on the grid, you're going to want to be able to get involved. And also, it's important, I note that FanDuel is helping people get rolling here, Donnie. A $100 in site credit as long as you pre-register with the FanDuel Sportsbook. Now, if you are already active in Jersey or Maryland, you might be saying to yourself, ah, darn, $100. I wish I could have a, a piece of that. You're good to go. If you're here in New York, you sign up and you get that $100 insight credit, and you're off and running, Donnie. I mean, I'm pretty sure there's 9.30 a.m. kicks in the Bundesliga, which I know you cover well, and yeah. you'd be able to set the people up to roll. Nah, it's great. You get the little bonus in the account. I got to say, like, New York's got all the bonuses here. New Jersey's been around for a while here, fan. Do have a little bit of bonus for the people that have stuck around for a few years here and have used this application mightily fine over the past couple of years. But it's great stuff here also, Kevin. Keep in mind at the end on Listen Up. I'm going to let you guys know, if you're new to FanDuel, how you can actually use this live betting during the NFL weekend, Week 18. Going to be good stuff here. That's perfect. You want to stick around for Listen Up. We appreciate the radio audience entering the fold here on the early line on this Friday morning. Kevin Walsh and Donnie Wright side letting you know that mobile betting live in New York tomorrow morning, which is, again, very, very exciting stuff. I have one more question to ask you, Donnie, but first I want to let the people know, because if you follow Donnie and I here on the early line in Play Sports Night or on social media, you know it's about the people. And it's the same is true for all of SportsGrid. Go over to SportsGrid on Twitter, at SportsGrid. And around this afternoon, help us help you. All right? You'll be able to figure it out around 3 p.m. Some good stuff coming on the heels of this massive, massive news, which is tremendously exciting for all involved. The SportsGrid people are going to help you out there. You're going to have, you know, be able to figure it out. You, you can have an idea of what's going down. So go over there. Drop the follow. You know, if you want to, you know, find at the Kevin Lawson at right side VP. I mean, listen, I would advise that and make sure you can make it splash there all in all. But, Donnie, the one more thing I wanted to ask you as someone who's had all of these wonderful things at your fingertips for a while now in New Jersey, what people can expect here in New York, perhaps. Hey, do we think we're going to have any hiccups here off and running or we're going to hit the ground and we're ready to roll? Yeah, I think we're hitting the ground running here. And this is great, too, because it's not what, you know, it's more and more states that get turned on by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's a better environment for everybody here. But New York, so many people have been waiting for this for so long. And I do like the fact that it sort of came as a surprise, Kevin, because you're wondering, when's FanDuel going to get into New York? When is the actual sports legislation going to yeah. kick through? Oh, maybe in time for the Super Bowl. And we hadn't heard for quite a few months here on when it was actually going to take place. But out of nowhere from the clouds, FanDuel sent up the bat signal and said, you guys, mm. get ready for Saturday morning because we are going live you got the entire weekend to do it kevin they don't start it on monday or tuesday right what a way to go out friday night get ready saturday morning it is live kevin and it's gonna be a great time donnie have one of your assistants drop a meme rko yes. out of nowhere yeah. and then the sports betting yeah. being live. donnie has a number of, uh, of assistants who, yeah. who help him out with his social yeah. media so someone will get on that yes. for old drs but look what are you gonna do new york spec betting live you're gonna be getting ready for the nfl Let's get ready for the NFL here on the early line. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Here with you live on Sports Good on this Friday morning. 
setting up the gate team in the NFL. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Denver Broncos will be batting leadoff midday Saturday. The Kansas City Chiefs go to Denver as an 11.5 point favorite. The total checks in here at 45 and a half. One thing, Donnie, I think we'll be talking about a lot for some of the, you know, for these games is full starters. Okay, do we think half starters? What's going to be the approach here for teams? It feels like, Donnie, for the Kansas City Chiefs, because they have to go first, you know, full 24 hours or so before the Titans and the Bengals and all these other teams get involved here, I'm expecting a full effort from Kansas City. What about you? Yes, I'm, f- I'm fully expecting that as well. And you're just trying to take a look at the game. And the line tells you a lot, Kevin, as the FanDuel Sportsbook opened up this line early at three and a half as a favorite for the road team here, the Kansas City Chiefs. Now we sit close to game day, about 24 hours out, 11 and a half. And that tells you a lot about what we think is going to happen in this game, which means the Kansas City Chiefs are going full tilt. And they should here, Kevin. Here's the reason that you need to, because a lot of the times we've taken a look and say, hey, there's only one bye week, and if you can't get that, you should rest up because you should use a de facto bye week in week 18 if you can't get that number one overall seed. But that's not the case here in this spot here, as we'll talk about Green Bay a little bit later. You're also looking at if the Kansas City Chiefs do win this game and also the Tennessee Titans do win their game on Sunday. There's no shame in that for the Kansas City Chiefs. Why? Because you guarantee yourself at least two home games, Kevin, as the number two overall seed. And that means a lot when you play environments like Kansas City with Arrowhead Stadium. But if we look at the game itself overall, Kansas City is going to go full tilt. But at the same time, the Denver Broncos, what are we getting here? Drew Lockett quarterback, you know, a lot of players in their secondary banged up and beaten down. Do they really want to say, okay, it's our last game of the season? Let's save, you know, Fangio's job as our head coach. Players don't really care about that all that much here. We'll see how much effort you get from Denver. Now, keep in mind, you still get a paycheck for this game. You're not going to, you know, go out in the field and say, I really don't feel like playing today because that's not what NFL players do, and that's not going to look good once you put that game film for next year looking for a contract or just trying to stay in the NFL. But I got to tell you, Kevin, this game has everything setting up where the Kansas City Chiefs just go out there and roll the Denver Broncos. It certainly does. Look, the Kansas City Chiefs went from the worst ATS team over a two-year window to where their non-cover against the Bengals snapped a six-game cover streak. They had turned into moneymakers against the number. The Denver Broncos, Donnie, have not covered in a loss all year long. Tough to get to the window here on the 11-and-a-half when you consider that if nobody thinks they have a chance to win the game. Because you're so right, not only is the two-seed valuable, if it's not the one seed, certainly when you have eliminated the bye week now from that two overall seed. But Donnie, the Green Bay Packers, your one seed in the NFC. A lot of people, are like, well, listen, they're going to the conference title game. Anything less would be absolutely stunning. The Titans are, are going to be a team, Donnie, that people believe are vulnerable. It's not outrageous to think the Kansas City Chiefs are able to host the AFC title game. It wouldn't be the most stunning thing that we have ever seen here. So I think it absolutely is important for the Kansas City Chiefs. And you also, Don, I'm talking about the injuries there. You know, Drew Locke was a little limited throughout some of these practices, but Ronald Darby and Patrick Sertain are already listed out for this game. So you mean to tell me that, that your top two corners are out against Patrick Mahomes? Tyreek Hill, Mahomes passing prop 272 and a half right now. Tyreek's receiving prop 64 and a half. But really, Donnie, of all the numbers we'll discuss, it's the Chiefs team total at 28 and a half 
They've gone over their team total and over that number in six of seven road games. By the time this one finishes here, I expect that to be seven of eight road games. No, we, we, I, I expect it as well here. Also, take a look at weather conditions out in Denver, typically, and you know, heading towards mid-January. Frigid conditions, maybe. Not so much here. High of 42 once the game gets kicked off, Kevin. And the best part about that, no precipitation and winds that are going to be light here. So keep that in mind when you're trying to, to wager on this. But also, let's take a look at the Chiefs, right? Look at the, Let's just take the five-game snapshot. 22 points, 48, 34, 36, 31. Now, they lost their last game to the uh, Cincinnati Bengals, which might end up costing them the number one overall seed. So I think they'd be you know, valid to have a bounce-back spot. But let's also take a look at the opposite side offense here. No Teddy Bridgewater knocked out with a devastating concussion a few weeks ago. The semblance of an offense should be good here. And you saw during the week, I believe it was Melvin Gordon that said, well, we really wasted the season away. We have so much talent on both sides of the football to end up in this position. And they're right. Look at their last five games. Last time they played the Kansas City Chiefs, hey, stellar performance, nine points on offense. Mm -hmm. Then out of nowhere, they dropped 38 against Detroit, which seems like a lot of teams drop a lot of points on the Detroit Lions. Now the last three games here, you play a little bit higher level competition, which you're going to get from the Kansas City Chiefs once again. 10 points, 13 points, 13 points. What's the ceiling here for the Denver Broncos? I don't know, maybe 17 points at a max at this point. So when you're looking for a running mate, maybe you're not getting it. But at the same time, the Kansas City Chiefs aren't resting anybody here, Kevin. Once they get to the third quarter, Patrick Mahomes isn't coming out of the game unless it's a 45-10 to 10 game, and it doesn't matter here. Yeah. I expect full go from the Chiefs knowing that they're playing on a Saturday, which is great. They don't even have the opportunity, Kevin, to scoreboard watch. The only thing they have to do is go out and pound the Denver Broncos, and that could work to your advantage if you have the team total, the side, or even the total for the football game. There is no let up on the gas pedal here for the Kansas City Chiefs. Mentioned it a little bit yesterday, as you're alluding to there. If you're like, ooh, I I'm going to take the Broncos plus 11 and a half because at some point Chad Henney's getting the game. No, 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 no. When you get the Broncos, as Chad Henney walks on through the field, you're getting plus 23 and a half live. Yes. The, the back door's not open if Chad Henney is in the football game. The Chiefs have absolutely left no doubt in the final score line here. Now, the other Saturday game, will we have enough time to preview this? We can bring it, bleed it into the next segment, if so be. But, Donnie, some important news yesterday around Mika Parsons as well as Tyrone Smith being absent here. And the Cowboys now have transitioned down from a full touchdown favorite to a four-and-a-half spot here. Are you surprised to see this line work the way it has back now to a – listen, seven is very strong. Four-and-a-half still certainly – Dallas a big favorite here, but some big news there uh, around two of the best players for Dallas overall. Yeah, a few things are coming into this game, which is why this line is dropping, and I completely agree with it dropping here. What did we see early in the week? Yeah, two train, two things happening. The Philadelphia Eagles get hitting with the COVID bud, you know, putting basically a dozen players on that COVID list. But keep in mind, this isn't the COVID list, Kevin, of about, what, two to three weeks ago where those guys would be out for this game. Looks like just about everybody is coming back, but at the same time, you're looking at who is actually going to play. And we talked about coach speak all week long. Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott, Zeke Elliott. I'll play this game in Philadelphia. Kevin likes the Super Bowl. We're playing all four quarters here. Now, you see this line dropping, which means behind the scenes, the Dallas Cowboys are going, yeah, that's actually not happening. Uh, Dak, yeah, he's my guys are going to play. My guy, yeah, what's he playing? One series, 
two series before you get out of town. The last thing you want to do as the Dallas Cowboys, if you think you are a Super Bowl contender, is play your guys four quarters in a meaningless football game overall in Philadelphia on the road a week before the playoffs start in cold weather. That's not happening here. Now, you might see Dak Prescott and a few other guys there for a few series, but this line is letting you know, which it ballooned up to seven, that says Dallas's game plan is not to have their starters play for a full four quarters. It's to get them loose, then put the backups in, and then you start to realize, hey, the better backup might be on the Philadelphia Eagles. But also keep in mind, from a benching perspective of these starters here, I know this always gets lost in. I always want to bring these points up. It's not college football. You cannot start every single starter you have and complete this football game. Some starters have to go, but you can sit the key guys, Kevin, the running backs, the wide starting wide receivers, the two left tackles in this game. You can bench your cornerbacks here. Michael Parsons, why would you risk him even if he's cleared to play by later today or Saturday morning? That's not going to happen. So the backups will play in this game, and typically most people will say, if backups are in there, it's a coin flip. Just give me the points. The interesting thing is Jalen Hurts, people think, could still play in this game. When the Eagles were hit with COVID, I think a lot of us thought the Birds would kind of lay down here for this Week 18 game. The interesting thing is, I think it's very easy to make an argument that the Eagles don't need this game. Dallas, on the other hand, the value of not being the four seed in the NFC to me feels very important. We'll dissect that a little bit more, talk about the side and the total in this game, and continue to set you up for all the action here in Week 18 in the NFL. That's next on Sports Grid. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on and Don, I wanted to circle back to something you, you talked about here. Week 18 meaningless. Grand scheme, you're in the playoffs. You've won your division. Let's just figure out what the road is and, and let's get after it here. The being the three seed or the four seed doesn't matter more than injury, but the injuries are never guaranteed. The reason why I feel like this is so important, and everyone knows this, is if you're the four, you're gonna open it up with a division winning caliber team in either in Arizona or Los Angeles Rams. And I don't think anybody wants that, Donnie. And not only that, but unless both the two and the three are upset, which is almost a guarantee not to happen, you're on the road the next week and potentially on the road at Lambeau Field. There is a lot of value, I think, in avoiding the four seed in the NFC I think the tough thing to navigate, Donnie, for Dallas, somewhat similarly to the Kansas City Chiefs, is they don't know what's going to happen with Tampa Bay and L.A. They're playing, you know, a completely separate day of the week. They kind of just have to go out there and handle their business. 
Yeah, they do. And, and, and again, this is the interesting part about it, which I'll talk a little bit later on, where these are the perfect scenarios, Kevin, to bet live on the board. And what I mean by that is if you look at this game and the Dallas Cowboys come out and it's their full starting lineup versus the Eagles and Gardner Minshew and everybody's backup. That's the time they say, OK, let me look towards maybe a first half number for the Dallas Cowboys. Let me look to see how long these starters are going to stay in, because what you can also gain value in is let's just say the Dallas Cowboys starters play and it's all Eagles backups. They switch cheese to Philadelphia Eagles defense right down the field, six plays, 75 yards, and a touchdown right off the bat. And you know what Mike McCarthy goes? That's what I wanted to see out of my guys. You guys are all down. Let's send Cooper Rush and all the backups in. So then you take a look at that live line, which will probably be closer to what? Seven and a half, eight points if the Dallas Cowboys come in as a favorite of four or five points, score a touchdown first. But you might be able to get that saying, I'm going to jump this number because when you return back to the field and all the backups are in the backup tackles, the backup running backs, the backup quarterback and wide receivers, that's where the value can come into. It's very hard before the game, Kevin, to take a look at this Philadelphia Eagles game and say exactly what's going to happen because as much as we read between the lines of what we think should happen, you never know. I mean, there's been instances a lot of the time, and you know, you can equate it to you know the Philadelphia Eagles, let's just say, under Chip Kelly. I remember they had a meaningless, I believe, Sunday night football game versus the Chicago Bears before they had the ultimate game against the Dallas Cowboys in the final week of the season to win the division. They played their starters throughout the entire night and blew the Bears off the field when they weren't playing for anything. Sometimes coaches and players in the heat of the moment, Kevin, just say, you know what? I got these guys ready. They're playing well. Let's just keep this fire burning right into the playoffs. That could happen. But for me and myself, I'm looking at the Dallas Cowboys, possibly a series or two for the starters and pulling them. And then we'll see what the Philadelphia Eagles. Now, also from a game day edition of what you want from the Eagles, I got to tell you here, you know, when you say, is Dak Prescott going to start and play the full game as opposed to Cooper Rush? That is a massive amount of news that you would like to know. But I have to say, Kevin, if we're talking Jalen Hurts during the week and he's going to play three or four series in the game and you start that football game where you say, hey, look, he got a good warm-up in talking about Jalen Hurts. We're not going to play him on Gardner Minshew starts. That's not so much of a downgrade from an Eagles betting perspective for me. Look, I, I think all in all, I and I, this was true we did the early lines. It's been true throughout the week. I really like the over in the football game. Because I there's so many scenarios where I feel comfortable. Now, maybe you bet the first quarter total nine and a half. The over's plus money right now. Maybe you bet the first half, it's 22 and a half. You guarantee yourself more Dak Prescott reps against this Eagles defense. Whatever it is. But again, because, Donnie, I've seen some Cooper Rush football this year. And I trust the Gardner Minshew. If it's the backups. I still think they can get over this number of 43 and a half. The Eagles have played five of the seven homes games this year towards the over. And I think this one will be more of the same transitioning to what I think is probably the second biggest game of the week, the biggest game game of the week. It'll open up our number two uh, Sunday night football, of course, between the Raiders and the chargers, but the second biggest game, Donnie Rams Niners. And it's the biggest NFC game. I think without a shadow of a doubt here, Kyle Shanahan, where Sean McVay almost feels like the storyline because Shanahan owns McVay. I believe it's a five-game win streak right now for Shanahan. Well, that would mean to put that to six, he's going to have to win as a four-point road dog. Your expectations for Rams Niners. It should be a good football game. I do believe that. I do believe the Rams are the better team and with a little bit more, obviously, to play for, you can say, but not really because the Niners, 
catch some sort of backdoor in their way to the playoffs if, you know, the New Orleans Saints or the Atlanta Falcons take care of the New Orleans Saints. But technically, they both have to win. But also looking from a Rams perspective, you want to get that number two overall seed. As we just said it before, you're playing same thing as the Kansas City Chiefs. Hey, we can't get the number one seed, even though the Kansas City Chiefs can. But we can secure ourselves to say, hey, worst case scenario, we have two home games. And if somebody goes into Lambeau and knocks off the Green Bay Packers, you know where the NFC Championship game is going to be? In our home building in Los Angeles. But here's the question I have. And again, we're getting a lot of subterfuge from the 49ers where Jimmy Garoppolo all of a sudden, and I love this because the Niners have done this to us twice already in the past two weeks. Jimmy Garoppolo gets hurt. And the word on the street from the 49ers is, you know, this is the best time for Garoppolo to get hurt. Uh, Trey Lance is Joe Montana combined with Michael Vick right now over the past four weeks. He's going to get a start. A little bit rusty in his last start here for Trey Lance, but played better as the game went on, won their football game. But now you're hearing this. Jimmy Garoppolo, you guys count him out so many times here. You should see him in practice as good as ever. You don't really know what to believe because they're trying to use it as a competitive advantage. Hey, like the Los Angeles Rams never game plan for Jimmy Garoppolo, just like they did just a few weeks ago and have done for the past couple years. They know exactly what packages are going to go in if Jimmy Garoppolo starts. They know exactly what's going to take place if Trey Lance starts in this ballgame. But my question to Kyle Shanahan is, is are you going to leave it up to Jimmy Garoppolo? Because if you start Trey Lance in this game, not a single person on the planet is going to fault you for doing that because you say, what did you want him to do? Run Jimmy Garoppolo out there with basically a broken thumb on his throwing hand, and we get beat 27 to 10. Kyle, what are you doing? That is ridiculous stuff. Mm -hmm. So if you start Trey Lance and the young rookie makes some mistakes, the same counterpoints are going to be like, well, what did you want him to do? Jimmy Garoppolo's hand was broken, and the only way he could go forward was with Trey Lance. I look for a hard-fought game in this, but I do want to see who the quarterback is because I have to say, if Jimmy Garoppolo plays in this game, I have a slight downgrade on the 49ers because already in the back of my head, I'm thinking, as well as Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be thinking, hey, I can't make any mistakes in this game. And if I throw a football with my thumb a little bit banged up, that goes high. That turns into an interception exactly like we saw in the Titans game. I don't want any excuses out of the 49ers in this game if they lose. And you won't have any if Trey Lance starts. If you see Jimmy Garoppolo get the starting nod, I think his props all to the under makes sense because Jimmy Garoppolo being benched is not something I would rule out. Or again, if Jimmy Garoppolo's out there, it might just be to hand the football off to a number of Niners, you know, running backs, of course, Debo Samuel included. But Donnie, as I've continued to look at this game more and more and more, the Shanahan versus McVeigh thing, it's real at this point. You know, five games in a row expands now multiple years as these guys have run into one another. But if I look at the Rams, they come into this on a five-game win streak, and the last week's win over the Baltimore Ravens was the first time they didn't cover a number. And one of the topics around the Rams right now, I know certainly for myself, has been the play of Matt Stafford. While some of the yardage numbers can look good by the end of the games, the interceptions that he has thrown have been very, very costly. But I think, Donnie, how this is all happening, and they keep winning football games, I've almost got to the point now, Donnie, where I'm of the belief that if Matt Stafford can just finally play a clean football game here, the Rams win this going away. We'll do our alt line in the pick six. You've done a couple, and you've done pretty well with them as well, the alt spreads. I myself, you know, spend with the alt totals all year long. I was tempted in the final week of the year to reverse course and lay, you know, 10 and a half with the Rams because I really believe, Donnie, 
if Stafford can play clean, which he has to be due for a clean game, he's throwing, I believe it's eight interceptions in his last three weeks of football, Donnie. I'm not sure the Niners compete here with the Rams in this game. Because the ceiling, right? We're looking at the ceiling for the Rams is so much higher than the 49ers. And also, let's keep in mind, if the Rams win this football game, take the division in the number two of overall seed, but it's also how they do it. Because it seems like we still have question marks, right? Matthew Stafford, can he step up in the biggest moments? It's not as if, Kevin, they're backing into the playoffs. You call it five straight wins here. Yeah, they beat the Jacksonville Jaguars to start that streak, but you play decent football teams down the stretch. Arizona, Seattle, Minnesota, Baltimore. And keep in mind, Three of the last four games, Kevin, we're on the road. It's hard to win on the road. So what a better statement to make than in a playoff atmosphere against a division rival. Let's just say they hang 34 points in this game and win 34 to 17. Are you now going to look at the Rams differently saying, hey, that's six games in a row. They pasted the 49ers. They're going to have two home games here. The expectations will rise for me. So there's a lot on the line for Sean McVay because they lose this game and Arizona wins. Okay, they don't win the division. They're still in the playoffs. But you're looking at the Rams a lot differently than if they go out, handle their business, and win by a touchdown or more. This is one of those teams, Kevin, that now gets back into that Super Bowl race and say, hey, Remember the opening day game that we saw Matthew Stafford light up the Chicago Bears? We have those same vibes now, and the Rams maybe can win a Super Bowl. The Rams win this game. The two-seed host multiple games in the NFC playoffs. If somebody upsets Green Bay, maybe even a conference championship game. Lose, you're back to the five-seed. A trip to Dallas probably on the horizon for you. Going to need to be road warriors to cash in on this loaded roster. And for the Niners, if you lose, you might just be out of the postseason. However, you could get some help. The Falcons and the Saints is another really big game. We will break that down after a quick break right here on Sports Grid, as well as what the Arizona Cardinals will be doing against the Seahawks and whether Aaron Rodgers plays against the Detroit Lions. That's all. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Back right here on the early line. I'm really... I love week 18. And one of the things I love about week 18, I, this is again, the power of Kirk cousins and the Minnesota Vikings. I will never forget the Philadelphia Eagles needing to win. And then Kirk cousins and the Vikings needing to lose to the bears backups and cousins and the Vikings finding a way to lose. You're watching the, I remember I was, I was with someone Don, who didn't understand kind of the full deal. And they're like, you're not really paying attention to the Eagles game. I'm like, it, it's over. It doesn't matter anymore. Like, this is all now about Cousins and the Bears. And I love now that Niners fans, as they watch their game against the Rams, are ultimately like, I don't, this doesn't matter. They're out there buying Matt Ryan jerseys, Donnie. They, they've got yeah. their Falcons ball caps on. They're growing mustaches. So, you know, they can look like Arthur Smith. Everyone's ready to roll here, right? I feel like for this Falcons-Saints games, I got to say, though, if I'm a Niners fan, is this who you would want, Donnie? Matt Ryan won less uh, go through the park. 
Now, here's what I'll, I had a nice little visual there. I'm trying to say, does Arthur Smith actually have a mustache or not? That's pretty impressive. Nah, They're buying right? mustaches. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. Hey, don't let this ruin the narrative here. I want to see the mustaches get bought for the actual Atlanta head football coach. But you're right. It does turn into fandom here because it seems like you have a two pronged attack. You know, when you buy like a lottery, a lottery scratch off ticket here, it's like, you know, you don't win the first time. You got that bonus at the bottom. Like, oh, let me scratch this yeah. to see if I can get a W because you can watch the 49ers game and see them go down 14 to nothing and then flip over and see a 14 to nothing Atlanta. Like, hey, this is the greatest day of my 49ers fandom here. My team's getting smoked, and yet we're still going to get into the playoffs here. So kind of interesting to watch it break down. But you're right. There's a lot of counterpoints that go in and a lot of ways that you can win because if it was so cut and dry like some teams have, hey, just win and get in. Some teams have to win to get in to have two or three other teams lose in order for them to get in, which is usually hard to do because as a fan, you're right. One of those Philadelphia Eagles, which has happened quite a few times over the past decade where the Eagles aren't going to make it into the playoffs. And every 15 minutes that goes by, that percentage just ticks up 15%, 20%, 25%. And then it looks like it could possibly happen. So it's fun to watch in week 18 because a lot of things go into it. And the NFL does everything right here. They schedule the games that matter to go up against other games that matter. So kudos to the NFL for realizing that a few years back as well. Looking forward to it. I will say, though, Niners fans, I'm not sure you're going to enjoy this one here at all. The Falcons, a home dog in the football game, and that has mattered absolutely not this year. The Atlanta Falcons getting three and a half points are coverless at Mercedes-Benz Stadium this year. Truly impossible. They've actually only won once and it was as a touchdown favorite against Tim Boyle and the Lions, and Tim Boyle and the Lions lost by four and had the football on the 10-yard line looking to go in with 30 seconds remaining. I, Donnie, just cannot pick the first win of the, you know, first cover of the Falcons' year to come at the hands of a Saints team that desperately, desperately needs the football game. Yes, and I agree with you here because even though they are division rivals and they don't like each other and they know each other well here, let's do the math on this one. One team can win and get into the playoffs where the other one is just looking for an offseason. And it looks like the offseason has started early in Atlanta where news comes out, says Calvin Ridley says, hey, I took my extended absence for the Atlanta Falcons and I'm ready to come back to the NFL, but not to the Atlanta Falcons. So that's already not a good start. Now, here's the interesting issue in this game because I know players really care about legacy where they stand incentives, which we'll talk a little bit later for a few games as well. But let's take a look at this one individually. If you watched last week, Kyle Pitts hurt his hamstring. He is going to be a wonderful player in the NFL over the next decade or so, at least we think. Comes out of that game, I was like, that's it for the season. You're not going to risk your young, bright tight end and your future at that position playing any more this season. Head into the offseason healthy. Don't do any more damage to that hamstring because if we know anything about Atlanta and hamstrings, Julio Jones is that poster boy for that. So now I see this week coming in. I believe it's 61 yards that Kyle Pitts needs to be the all-time leader for rookie tight ends to break that record. And I see him practice. He's practicing to try to give it a go. And I think this is a big-time mistake. Now, it's a two-pronged thing as we take a look at this as well, Kevin. Atlanta, again, doesn't need the game. Do they want their young tight end to have history? Because anytime you have a kid that's going out there, you know, busting his stones all year long, he wants to make an impact, you sort of owe it to him to say, hey, coach, 
I think I could give it a go. Let me get a chance at this record. So two things are going to happen. Number one, he re-injures that hamstring early in the game, and he's out. Two things, and the second thing that can happen, Kevin, in this, and we're taking a look just from a Kyle Pitts perspective because he is probably the best overall weapon outside of Cordell Patterson for this offense to go. Let's just say in the first half, they feed him the football, Kevin. Six catches, 63 yards by seven minutes to go in the second quarter. Do you think Kyle Pitts is going to finish that football game here? Absolutely not. He got his goal. He's coming out of the game. You'll protect him for the offseason. So that just leaves you again with just Cordell or Patterson and nothing much to play for for the Atlanta Falcons. As much as I like the New Orleans Saints to win this football game, and I think they will, I'm sort of looking more to an under perspective in this one because I don't expect a lot of the Atlanta Falcons. You take a look at their last five-game splits. Yes, they scored 29 points against the Carolina Panthers on the road December 12th. But outside of that, Kevin, 17, 13, 20, and 15. I don't see a lot of points from an Atlanta Falcons side here. Look, our graphic there said the uh, total was 44 and a half. I wish. It's a 40. I still don't think it gets over that number, Donnie. The New Orleans Saints rock up to this one, having played six consecutive unders, and the Falcons have played Mm -hmm. under in five of their six home games this year. All in all, we talk about scores, right? So how how many times, Donnie, have we seen a total at 49 and a half? Look, both teams got to 24. We'll cash the ticket. I don't think either one of these teams is really going to hit 20 in the football game. I think it's going to be slow, and I think the under 40 is live. And by chance, you can find the 44 and a half that our great graphics guy Steve presented to you. I would get a piece of that there. Moving over, Donnie, the Cardinals and the Seahawks game is an interesting one to me. It really is because Arizona, they don't know if they need the game. It might be meaningless. It might be, again, the difference between getting, you know, to host a game in the opening round of the playoffs here, the Seattle Seahawks, Donnie, coming off of a 51-point performance against the Detroit Lions. This game matters what? Because the the only thing is, Donnie, and this is like Seattle loves to trick themselves, man. Like they hang 51 on the worst team in the NFL, basically. And now, you know, DK's like, I want to sign an extension forever. And Russ is like, this is where I want to win Super Bowls here. So I I don't know, like is Seattle going to go out here, Donnie, and convince themselves that if they win this game, they're going to be Super Bowl favorites next year. Your expectations for Cardinals Hawks. The expectations actually tip, you know, if I'm going to look, and again, we're talking about the end of the season where so many of these games, we are worried about starters, who's playing and who's not. But typically when you have a football team that's out of the playoffs, the players will still play in that game because why? They're paid to play in that game unless they have an injury, which every, you know, organization is going to be expeditious on saying, hey, look, if your ankle's a little bit banged up, hamstring, knee, if we're not playing for anything, if you're not playing for incentives here, we're going to sit you down. I don't seem to be getting a lot of that feeling out of this game because you have running backs that are going to play on both sides. You have good quarterbacks on both sides here, elite weapons on both teams. So if you take a look and not worried about weather conditions or, hey, 32 degrees, windy conditions, and a little bit of snow in the forecast. Not the case here. You're going to be in a dome. So I initially look at that over 48 and think it is legitimate. But getting back to your point saying, hey, we can run this back for the Seattle Seahawks, I don't think that's going to be impossible. But at the same time, if you do string some victories together at the end of the season and say, hey, if it wasn't for some injuries here or there, Russell Wilson going down, we are a playoff team. And are we stupid to try to actively pick up the telephone and say, hey, Russell Wilson, we're open for business. What are you going to trade for us? Because in the NFL, if you don't have a quarterback, and it's not as if, Kevin, they have a Jordan Love lined up behind them where they say, we drafted a guy 
you know, first, second round that we think is going to be the future. Now's the time to move on and cash in on Russell Wilson. And we also want to do right by Russell Wilson. He gave us some sensational years. He wants to go somewhere else. Let's pick up the phone. Let's make some calls here. Let's get some draft capital back for that Jamal Adams trade, and let's set ourselves up for the future. But if I look and say 51 to 29, a lot of people score against Detroit, but you still have those good vibes out here. 265 yards on the ground for Seattle, 232 in the air. This team's going to be able to move the football against Arizona and vice versa. And you're saying, yes, Arizona still technically would like to win this game. But I have to say, I don't see the Seattle Seahawks just rolling over in this game. I think they're going to be there and be competitive. Necessarily, do I think they can win the game? Maybe, but I do think they'll hang around. But also on top of that, both of these teams, Kevin, to me, should get in the 20s, which gives you a legitimate chance to take down that over-under at 48. The Arizona Cardinals are such an interesting team, Donnie, because that's a scoreboard watcher, right? At the break, they get in. They go, ooh, all right. Niners maybe have this one here. All right, we got to go out here. Let's close the deal. Let's go win a division. Uh, similarly, though, Rams are up big. They go, all right, let's shut it down, Tyler. Let's go. That's enough. Colt McCoy, go get out there. Now, we actually saw Colt McCoy, I think, beat the Seattle Seahawks this year for mm. what it's worth. But we have a Cardinals team, Donnie, that has only covered two home games this season. And the thing about Arizona for me is you just went to Dallas and you just beat them there. And Kyler legit has never lost in that stadium through college and through his high school years. And everyone knows that And there's going to be confidence there. They are just, they're better on the road than at home. They just are. And I know you want to be home, but I'm not sure this team wants to be home. I strongly agree that the Seattle Seahawks plus the six and a half here makes a lot of sense. I could see a world where they sneak in for people as their money line dog of the weeks for those that like to play along at home with their own pick six contest. Cause I think the Seahawks will be hanging around in this football game. I want to make the transition to the game down between the Bucs and the Panthers. Cause this one's really interesting to me. I am of the belief that if the Cowboys do lose to the Eagles on Saturday, then all of the sudden you need to have kind of hand over the button on Carolina plus the eight. If you're Tampa, then, Donnie, you can't fall back to four. You won't have to play the NFC West second-place team. And really now, all you're trying to negotiate is what's more valuable, a chance at being number two in the NFC or a legitimate bye week for Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Rob Gronkowski, considering none of your running backs are going to be playing in the football game anyway. At the minimum, Donnie, they'll scoreboard watch in the same way that we're talking about the Cardinals doing it here. But I am not surprised if Dallas – now listen, this all depends, of course, I believe, on Dallas losing, of course, on that Saturday game. But, Donnie, if they do, maybe I get Blaine Gabbert here for Tampa Bay. Now, here's the interesting issue about this one. We start to put in, like, incentives and what makes sense here for us. You're right. Let's just say the game means something or slightly means something, as we would like to say, by the time they kick off at 425. You know who's going to be playing in this game at least for probably a quarter, maybe a quarter and a half, maybe in the first half? That's going to be Tom Brady. Tom Brady has a lot of incentives built in where he can get to some, you know, breaking pass records for the amount of yards he throws for. Also, I believe in, uh, I don't want to say QBR or passer rating, but there's a couple metrics in there where it's like three statistics that Tom Brady can necessarily get in this game to improve his overall incentives per se on the season. Also, keep in mind, Gronkowski is in within reach of passing yards, excuse me, of receiving yards and also catches. And the third one, Mike Evans, who is practicing this week. Why? He wants mm. to keep that streak intact for 1,000. So if I'm attacking this game, Kevin, I don't care what happens in the second half. But rest assured, if I'm going to get an honest effort out of Tampa Bay in the first half, 
That's the way I'm going. Tampa Bay, 17-10 at the half. Tampa Bay, 17-6 at the half. 14-7 at the half, covering by a touchdown or more. I'm not worried who's coming into the fourth quarter. If I'm getting Tom Brady for a first half, give me the first half number. I don't want to worry about the second half. Perhaps a first-half team total on the Bucs. I also yep. uh, know the last time these teams played, the Bucs were able to win every quarter. I believe they have uh, ran back that weekly special at around a 6-1 to one to see if they can do that again. We will close out our number one with the NFC North. Rodgers? Break it all down. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bears here. We can get to it later in hour number two, if need be. But Donnie, LaFleur, Rodgers, Adams, we're playing Week 18. We got to play Week 18. And then Devontae's like, yeah, I'd be pretty surprised if I uh, if I played the whole game. <laughs> Rodgers is practicing on a Thursday. I feel like he doesn't yeah. practice when he's supposed to play. I don't know if Rodgers is, is playing in this game, Donnie. I really, I don't know what's going on here with the Lions and the Packers. What's your read? Nobody really knows, but nobody should play for the Green Bay Packers. You know, the star players, right? Again, the tackles, the running backs, the star wide receivers, the quarterback itself. So yesterday, here's my read on things, because I don't know officially what's going to happen with the Green Bay Packers. But I got a pretty good idea that if something happens to Aaron Rodgers, they're not winning anything, and they won't even win their first-round game even after a bye if something goes wrong with Aaron Rodgers' calf, his ankle, his hamstring, you know, busts up that toe even more. So here's how I read it yesterday. Whoa, Aaron Rodgers practiced on a Thursday. He really is serious about playing. You know, I took it as Aaron Rodgers is practicing this week for the first time in a while. Why? Because he needs to get work in before the bye week. Think about this, Kevin. It's one thing to play in a football game or not play in a football game. It's another to say, okay, Aaron Rodgers, I'm going to shut you down. You are not going to practice this week. You are not going to play Sunday. You are not going to practice the following week, and then you're just going to get back on the field. You can't do that as a professional athlete. You have to stay sharp. So to me, seeing Aaron Rodgers practicing for the first time in weeks on doing the midday shows me he's probably not playing, if at any, on Sunday because he's just trying to get the work week in here so he can head off into the bye healthy, but still, Kevin, stay sharp. For me, Donnie, you look at the line, and people are going to say, read that line, Rodgers is playing. At least a half. You know what, Donnie? I understand that you have to respect the odds makers and the line makers. I've seen them be too wrong on this stuff. And I think they're wrong again. Well, three and a half. They're wrong. People are clearly clicking on Green Bay too much. We get to Sunday. Lions are favored in that football game. Our number two starts with game of the week. Sunday night football. Break that down. It's simple, really. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn on what you want, like trying out that new workout class, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like a foam roller for your sore muscles. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 